party candidate running for governor in 2022, I'd like to invite you to please subscribe to my good friend, Conversation with the Socialist on Twitter, who also has a YouTube channel. It's Green Party Socialist News and is also streaming on StreamYard. All right. Thanks, y'all. Take care. Alright, well, thank you uh, for listening so far. Uh, this is part two of my uh, interview with uh, Al R. Suarez. And uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy. And uh, subscribe to this, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Hold on. To justify them trying to take over the natural resources of these countries. And also, just like in Vietnam, they're afraid of the domino effect, which was an effect during the pink tide or the pink revolution in the early 2000s. Chavez was spreading his socialism quite successfully. And so when Maduro is trying to do the same, maintaining his alliance with Bolivia and other countries with, with Evo Morales, Trump, the Trump regime started to uh, implement their plans to divide and conquer and to take over their resources, which backfired, right? Because you saw the MAS, the MAS, the, the political party of Evo Morales, return to power in Bolivia, and Evo Morales himself come back to Bolivia from exile, uh, where he was in Argentina quite recently. And so there was a number of Bolivians in 2019. Uh, many of them live in Maryland. Many of them I saw in, in January of 2020 when I went back to D.C. to finish up the film. Uh, Bolivians, Peruvians, Nicaraguans, Salvadorians, several uh, Amita Zeya, who was inside the embassy almost till the end. She's Nicaraguan. So there's several Latin people that were involved, Latin socialists, at the embassy. And I make an emphasis of this in the book and in the film because it was a false narrative, right? So these Venezuelan exiles, what they would say, they're a bunch of white upper class people. Look at all these people from Code Pink. There was so many more people than just Code Pink. And let me tell you, I'm not going to tell you what organization this individual was involved with. But not everybody supported the Chavismo that went there. I obviously do. I think the majority of us did, maybe about 60%. But the 40%, you know, they would say things like, we can't support Maduro. We, you know, we just have to say that we're against sanctions or war. Or they would say things like, well, this has nothing to do with Antifa. I'm like, excuse me, Dr. Flowers, back when they had electricity inside the embassy, was tweeting, we need Antifa here to, to help us from these fascist thugs. And you saw in the trailer, trailer one, Adrian Pine, one of the last four, with her fist out in the air, what was, what was on her sweater? It said Antifa on it. So yeah. these people that are claiming to be supporters are so ignorant, they don't even look at the footage of the people they're supporting and the, and the things they're tweeting and the things that they're associating with. Antifa functions primarily as a defensive organization, not offensive. And that's why I had very big political differences with people that were involved in the film project at first, like Canova. And Canova's group and people like Congo Couch, they have come out and they have said that Trump really won this election. And that is putting people in danger. Recently, MSNBC covered the Democratic headquarters in the city where I reside now, in Jacksonville, Florida, who had a threatening letter left by a coward. Republican and thug who was wearing a mask, this white guy, you couldn't see who he was. He came out of the woods. He found the, the door to the headquarters. He put a threatening letter, had pictures of my comrades, officers, progressives that took over the local Democratic Party. And had a threatening letter that said, We know something like, We know that you that you uh, lost the election. You better redress our grievances or there'll be blood. Something like that. And they still don't know who this guy is. They're scared. Uh, they're in the they're process of uh, moving the office. They were, they were playing this before the threatening letter. And they said, we're going to have to hire some guys. They said, no, I volunteer because I'm a revolutionary. This is what we do. I've been tear gas. I was a Standy Rock. I witnessed all types of, of brutality. And I've been an activist for, for almost 20 years now. And so what, what do I do, do when I hear that? I said, no, don't show fear. Don't hire a couple of working class guys to go down there. 
I will volunteer my body to go. And I had another comrade said he wanted to go with me, maybe bring somebody else. I will volunteer. And when, when I'm in Georgia right now I'm trying to help with the Senate race, not because I'm a Democratic partisan by any means, but I understand the importance of, of the left winning the Senate. And so when I return to Jacksonville, which will be quite soon, I intend to go down to that, that office that's under threat that people are afraid to go to and volunteer my body to go and remove those items that need to be moved to the new office. But I'm telling you, irresponsible journalists, including from extreme left, who are the same as the extreme right on this issue, without any abundance of evidence, claiming that Trump had actually won the election, this is what they're causing with their responsibilities, and they get more ratings. This is what they're causing. They're causing loonies like that guy at least writing letters against my comrades, and I can't stand it. And so that's why Canova, no disrespect to him, I couldn't associate with him anymore because he would start justifying murder of Antifa members and just, just completely gone to the right. Yeah. But when people say, oh, Tim Canova, when he ran against Washington Schultz, you know, uh, you know, was really a right wing all along. That's not true. He was not phony. He really was progressive. He really believed in left principles. I wouldn't have supported him otherwise. I was part of his campaign in 2018. But unfortunately, uh, he has a thin skin. He's taking things too, too, uh, too personal. And so as a result, he's gone to the right. And it's, it's very disappointing to see that. And so he has influence over shows like Convo Couch. And he's convinced them in the name of election integrity, and I know real election integrity people that agree with me, uh, that Trump really won the election, that somehow the Democrats stole 5 million votes. There's only evidence of isolated incidents. Jordan Sheridan has talked about this. There's only evidence of isolated incidents of, I mean, of uh, voter suppression or rating. But there's actually more evidence out there of suppression here in Georgia uh, against Democrats, against people of color. And as a matter of fact, when Stacey Andrews ran for governor down here, and I'm not saying she's some saint, but this is what happened, uh, Kemp, the, the Georgia governor, um, was secretary of state. He was supposed to recuse himself. There was a conflict of interest. It was unethical, but technically not illegal. So he took advantage of that, and he put so many uh, ballots, you know, he threw so many ballots away, like, oh, the signature looks weird, but whatever excuse, and of course, always in working class people of color neighborhoods. Not to say that all the white working class are Democrats, of course not, but in particular, the neighborhoods that were poor working class people of color in Georgia, Kemp would target to make sure that those votes that went to states and neighbors wouldn't. And they ended up getting very close, but that was a voter suppression. And these are issues that common cultures claim to speak for the left are not covering, and it's very unfortunate. Well, uh, when, when was the other What made him, sorry? Uh, excuse me, I'm sorry about that. I said, when the film is fully made, yeah. uh, do you happen to know what platform uh, you'll be doing? I don't know yet. I don't know yet. We're going to try to sell it to a major network, and not because of the money. We're not in it for profit, but so we, we can get more views. The more views, the better. Not just American public. We want to translate to Spanish. Like I said, we have two of the trailers translated to Spanish. We want a lot of American public to see it. But I agree to come on the show, not just to talk about the book and the film, but what I just mentioned, what's going on currently, is very concerning. I think more and the, more and more people in the progressive community need to come out. And I'm a person who's been third party in the past for for, for a while. Okay, I, you know I associate with the Greens. I was an MPA for a while. Now I'm trying to push the Democrats left. And people are free to vote how they want. I'm for the primaries being more accessible in, in many states, battleground states such as Florida, Ohio, etc. But at the same time, when people are coming out and saying Trump really won in the name of the left. That's causing a lot of division. And that's just like when the right says these things, makes these loony comes out and do things like that guy that left that note 
in Jacksonville the other day. And I want to look at the Saints. I mean, MSNBC, I can see Saints. Uh, Fox News, maybe I can see Saints. Uh, CNN, that's more of a moderate, but still, I can see Saints. Uh, how about TYT? Would, would, would they be saying the same thing? Actually, two of the most vocal, um, not two of the most vocal, Jimmy Dore and Sean Sheridan both disagree on this, actually. But one of the most vocal people that's saying what I'm saying, and I'm in touch with him, is Jordan Sheridan. And he used to be part of TYT. He was unjustly removed from TYT. I'm not here to get into why. Yeah. But I'm just telling you that, you know, TYT just kind of moved to the right. They had people that were pretty progressive there, like Jimmy Dore, like Jordan Sheridan. And by the way,
don't see as running for president. She's too young. But a much better example of a candidate, somebody ran for president, when it came to foreign policy, I was going to interview her because she was talking about the embassy protectors, one of the few, was Tulsi Gabbard. Somebody like Tulsi Gabbard had a better foreign policy than even Bernie Sanders. But um, Bernie Sanders, you know, at least had a better foreign policy in 2020 versus 2016 because of the pressure he was getting over Palestine, over Latin America. He had a better position this time. But I was very critical of him in 2016. Uh, you know, when Chavez died, he called him a communist dictator. That, that upset me. But I think it's not because Bernie was malicious, because he wasn't educated about what was going on down there. And a lot of his supporters that were Chavistas or the light Chavism went to him and showed him these things. And that's why he had, had a better position when it came to Maduro in, in 2020. Yeah, I think it's more that he's getting uh, pressure from the uh, establishment of the DNC uh, during that case and when 2020. I was there. I was pushing down the gates at the DNC in Philly. 2016, it was great. And then at the end of that year, went to Standing Rock. But let me, i got to be honest with you, and I feel bad about this. In 2017 and 2018, I did nothing when it came to activism. I only focused on my studies. And I've been an activist for a long time. I almost gave up on activism. I was becoming pessimistic, seeing my karma is being crushed in Standing Rock. And then what happened? What happened was the Embassy Protectors Action in D.C. So because I went... In, in May of 2019, that changed everything. That, may, that brought me back into the into the activism, took part in Black Lives Matter protests in Jacksonville a few months ago, got tear gas. When you're repressed, when they try to intimidate you, it puts you back into the fold. All right. Uh, we, well, we only have uh, maybe a few more minutes. Uh, we'd about to take, uh, By the way, Trump actually prevented a left movement from emerging because everybody felt pessimistic and defeated. I think there's more opportunity now for a left movement to pressure the president under Biden. And it was the same under Obama. You know, we had Occupy Wall Street, which was predominantly anti-Obama left. I was part of that. We had Standing Rock, predominantly anti-Obama left. There were two movements in, towards the beginning of his administration. That's part of the reason why he didn't rehire Geithner, who was, who was Mr. Wall Street, and towards the end of his administration. And so those that say under Biden, the left's going to be dead, I don't believe that. That might have been true in the 90s under Clinton because the left wasn't harsh enough against the bombing against Yugoslavia. Uh, but nowadays, with social media and, and the consciousness that's been raised of the people, um, I believe there's more opportunity now under Biden to make a movement to pressure him to the left. Now, will he go to the left? I don't know. It might take him dying and then Kamala coming out and saying, OK, I'm going to support a Green New Deal again. I th- but I think that there there's a possibility. I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic. I think that people need to learn that, that the two party system are not the two parties that will be out, out to uh, make sure they're okay. They want to make sure their donors and the rich are okay. I think the, the United States needs to wake up and start voting green and socialist. Yeah, and at the same time, there's greens that have successfully taken over locals, like we did in Jacksonville. All right. Oh, and, 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 uh, and that could uh, change who the head of the party is in a battleground state, and that would be significant. Uh, for example, um, every single progressive that ran in a battleground state that made it to the general elections, when I say progressive, openly Medicare for all, had won this time around. And every single centrist that wasn't for Medicare for all in those same races lost. Yeah. So that's significant. I'm not saying that we shouldn't empower third parties. I'm not saying we shouldn't make ballots more accessible throughout the country. Yeah. What I'm saying is possible to infiltrate the Democratic Party and push it to the left. That's what's going on now. Um, you know, AOC has disappointed a lot of people. She's not necessarily a real socialist in, in my view, uh, but there are real socialists, real progressives like myself that have changed party registration, 
that has successfully helped take over a party locally, and we want to push it left, and I don't think we should downplay that. I think we should all try our, our different tactics and all work together for common causes. Right. And uh, I think uh, the Green Party in, uh, in um, Georgia got uh, voted out of the, uh, of the, uh, the Green Party uh, nationally because of the transphobic thing. And I also think that uh, Pennsylvania, uh, tell me if I'm wrong, local candidates were still able to run, right? It, it was just the presidential yeah. candidates that were taken off. And also in Baltimore, in Kevin Z's town, a Green Party official won. And also the mayor of East Los Angeles is a Green Party person. So they made some gains in 2020. Yeah, I think they won about uh, either one or re won uh, like 110 posts, uh, both uh, electorally and as well as uh, being appointed, as well as being within a community uh, setting. Uh, yeah, so we've lost a lot of comrades this year to COVID or to stress or to some heart attack, like what happened with Kevin. But we need to continue to honor them and the projects that we're taking part in so yeah. that we can reveal the truth and so they can have a legacy that's left behind. Right. Uh, so uh, now people can get a hold of you on, uh, on uh, Twitter. at. Uh... Yeah, I was censored from Facebook along with many other comrades. But you can find me on, uh, you can find me on Twitter, Al R. Suarez. So that's A-L, and then the middle initial R without a period, Suarez, S-U-A-R-E-Z. Um, and you can find embassyprotectors.org, more information about our film. Uh, we're on YouTube. The books are on Amazon. And hopefully uh, by the end of this year, maybe beginning next year, uh, the uh, 13th book will come out, Embassy Protectors. I'll be going back to university in Jacksonville, but in my free time, I'll be trying to finish that book. And I'm going to be working with, with hopefully my co-director, David, and others to finish that film at some point next year as well. Uh, let, let your, uh, your co-director know that he's welcome on the show as well. Are you there? Yes. Can I that out? Are you there? You cut out, but I think what you said was let my co-director know he's welcome to come on the show as well? Exactly, yes. Okay, I'll let him know. I appreciate that. No problem. Uh, on the fifth, I'll have a UK socialist, uh, Richard uh, Worth, I, I believe his name is. Uh, he, he works with the uh, socialist, uh, the socialist uh, UK. That's what be interesting as well. Uh, now, uh, you were talking about a new uh, the book that's coming out soon, or yeah, the Embassy Protectors book. I can't give you a date when it'll get out, but I'm working on it. About three quarters of the way done, and I'm going to self-publish that, so it should be able to be released pretty quickly. And that's going to be on Amazon and other places like that, or yeah, Amazon. So you can order it, the physical copy, or you can order the ebook on Kindle. Um, but yeah, if you want to talk about the UK real quick, I mean, they tried to oust Corbyn from his own party. The Labour Party has gone to the right, so I wouldn't blame people in the UK wanting to go third party. They actually have more opportunity for third party. In in Europe, they have a multi-party system. I lived a couple yeah. years in Europe, so that should be an interesting, interesting interview with that person. Exactly. Yeah. Forward to it. That's coming on the 5th of January. So. Uh, Under European standards, Bernie center right. Corbyn is uh, to the left of Bernie, definitely. Corbyn yes. was a great guy. Um, is a great guy. It's just a shame of how his party's treated him. But he's yeah. an example of, of, a, of, a, of a socialist, you could say, that did entryism that went into to labor to try to push it to the left. Exactly. Against the Blairites and all that. Yeah, yeah exactly. And uh, when I do my GPS, I usually talk about the socialist in the UK, Green Party UK. Uh, New Zealand, uh, pretty much yeah, the Green Party is kind of center right in certain countries. 